You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like y'all been through a lot. You know, y'all been through thicky deeny. You feel me? I been through thicky deeny too. You know, and I know how I feel. I need y'all to put them them, them finger cross emoji like this with the with the with the blue hardness to it. You know what I'm saying? She been down for so long. She think it did me. I did her dead wrong. She think it did me. She know she win me. She think it did me. First start to finish. She think it did me. What we been through? Think it did. I will not cheat on you. Think it did. How could I hurt you? Think it did. Girl, I will fight for you. Think it did. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, it is. The hell is it today? It is uh, Wednesday, uh, January 23rd, 2019. Uh, uh, what the hell you want me to talk about? You want me to talk about. Uh, want me to talk about what everybody's talking about, which is that dude, uh, that kid from Covington Catholic School. Uh, decide to be in some uh, Native American's face who's playing a drum and everybody uh, lost their mind saying as that's racist and everything and then then it turns out that it, the whole th- the, the whole uh, there's a whole video that dropped of um, uh, black Hebrew Israelites and Trump supporters on the verge uh, I don't know of a riot or a war or whatever it was um, but um uh yeah, it turns out uh, the uh Native American came, uh, tried to defuse the situation by playing on a drum or bongo uh, drum something like that and and uh, the kids got into it. But but you know what when it comes right down to it, it's still some um white kid in a net tr- in a maga hat uh all up in a minority's grill, which just looks bad. Anyway, you slice it. I mean, I know the kid went on uh, the Today Show with uh, and had had a sit down with um, America's new mom, uh, Savannah Guthrie, and uh, said that he he was trying to defuse. He said he was trying to defuse the situation, not you know be disrespectful and walk away. But I mean, just you all up in his grill, dude. You all up in his. You 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 you, you, you was all up in his personal space. Just you know, you're not just supposed to be all up close on somebody. Like I'm, I'm shocked that Native American could just like and say, "Hey, bro, could you back up a little bit? Can you give me some, give me some breathing room?" Just like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, play on a drum here, and you just all up on me. Just like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable, dog. Just could you just, just give me a couple of steps back. Just I'm feeling, you know, I'm gotten claustrophobic up here, and just. So that's what I got from it, man. And also, it seems to have opened the floodgates about how Covington Catholic School, Catholic, is is just basically a, a den of um, just angry white boys, angry white boys yelling at uh, gay kids, at, uh, at girls, at black basketball players. It's just just rape cases all over the place. It's just. Yeah, man, just so we're so so nobody's gonna be uh, uh, enrolling in Covington in the fall. So that's what's what's happening here. Uh, fresh news uh, today: uh, uh, Brian Singer, uh, uh, the director of the Academy Award-nominated Golden Globe-winning Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, the uh, the uh, big 
investigative piece uh, finally dropped uh, about his um, scandalous past. Let me let me drop. No, yeah, the Brian Singer, the 53 year old director of the Oscar nominated Bohemian Rhapsody, has been the subject of sexual misconduct rumors for years. Now, four men have come forward for the first time telling The Atlantic about sexual encounters that, uh, with Sainer that happened when they were teenagers. One man says Sainer molested him when he was 13. Others describe parties attended by older Hollywood executives and teenage boys where Sainer convinced them to have sex with him when they were between the ages of 15 and 18. A man whose story had been public prior to the Atlantic article says Sainer raped him at a party in 2003 when he was 17. All right, um, let's um, uh, let's uh, distance ourselves from Sainer briefly. Um, I don't know, I don't know what's going on in the uh, LGBTQIA part of Hollywood, but there better be uh, like some sort of meeting or press conference soon because to distance themselves from this whole thing and, 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 and show um, America, America and everyone that uh, Hollywood isn't a big, um, uh, 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 you know, gay sex orgy. Cause that's, you know, cause that, that's been the general consensus for so damn long. Like who can, who can forget the uh, Burt Kreischer story where he thought uh, Will Smith and his boys was going to uh, sodomize him uh in the in the basement of a planet hollywood turns out they're just gonna go they're just gonna see wild wild west and everything but uh this that this actual story he told but um but yeah just uh yeah but i'm you know you know if i you know if i was everybody in 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 gay hollywood you know you know, i would send out the bat signal and say they don't condone this kind of behavior because you know, because if you if you read the story, which by the way, I'm glad that uh, the Atlantic picked it up. It was supposed to be an Esquire like months ago, but I don't know something helped. It's like it's sort of the same thing with um, the Jim Derogatis trying to get that BuzzFeed story uh, to uh, out about uh, Ark, the R. Kelly cult, and a lot of uh, different magazines and papers didn't want to touch it. So I guess that's what happened when he moved it to the Atlantic. Um, yeah. By the way, BuzzFeed. Uh, they're going to lay off 15% of its workforce. So who, I don't know who's going to do those lists now. I don't know if they, it's going to be like interns or whatever, but, uh, you know, shout out to Buzzfeed. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I just round out, round up the whole, uh, gay posse and, uh, just, you know, just, you know, stand in, in, in unity and say, Hey, we don't condone this kind of stuff. This is, this is disgusting. This is despicable, and and just Brian Singer is a bad director. You know, let's face it, he is a bad director. I mean, I don't, I don't know the last, I don't remember the last time he made a good ass movie. I didn't like Superman Returns. I really didn't. Uh, just trying to remember. I'm honestly trying to remember the last good thing he did, and just well, just even Usual Usual Suspects had a little bit of. I mean, I saw the uh, twist coming because I watch movies, but you know, it was still a well made movie. But uh, apart from that, yeah, just. Uh, I guess you know, they're, uh, everybody involved with Bohemian Rhapsody is going to really play down, uh, you know, Brian Singer uh, not being active uh, part in it, even though he directed some of the movie and got fired because then another dude had to come in. But um, well, uh, let's get in, go into the Oscar nominations, which were announced um, on uh, yesterday, and it's official. Uh, Spike Lee. Is gonna unfortunately um, have to sit in the audience while his film uh, lose out to Green Book. That's uh, it's gonna be driving Miss Daisy all over again, and hell, uh, just yeah. In a yeah, let's see how uh, how many uh, nods uh, the um, best pictures got because it's all eight. Um. Black uh, Black Klansman got six, including uh, Best Director. Spike Lee's finally getting nominated for uh, Best Director. Uh, Black Klansman, um, no, Black Panther, sorry, uh, nominated for six as well. Uh, Green Book got five. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody also got five. 
Vice with eight, The Favorite and Romage got ten, and A Star Is Born got seven. So, yeah, it's gonna be a. I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be a, a Green Book bonanza, and, and it's gonna be funny watching all those um, uh, filmmakers and actors and actresses of color just have to sit there and uh, watch the movie where an Italian teaches a black dude how to eat chicken, uh, win awards. I hope a race war does break out during the Oscars. That's really do hope. You know, that would be more fascinating to me than just seeing the celebrities just sit there uh, in spanks, uh, trying not to pass gas in their, you know, their expensive outfits. Just... Yeah, oh yeah, that's the hostless Oscars hosted hosted by air is going to be at the end of February. Uh, oh, Jesus, let's get into our, the, all the R. Kelly stuff. Uh, first off, Erica Badu, once again, proven um, just she she just needs to stop talking for a while to to. to uh, to borrow sentiment used by my colleague Oz Longworth, uh, yeah, because he she, uh, you know, did a show and uh, and said in the middle of that he was that she was praying for R. Kelly, and uh, yeah, say and when people you know, uh, TMZ had this big um. Uh, what it was? Yeah, TMZ had the the footage of her making a deal, saying about, you know, we need to love R. Kelly conditionally. I couldn't watch it because it's just embarrassing. I I like I watched like a few seconds and it just was a mess. And she clarified on Twitter, she said, "I love you unconditionally." That doesn't mean I support your poor choices. She tweeted, presumably at Kelly. Uh, I want healing for you and any, anyone you have hurt as a result of you being hurt. Is that strange to you? That's all I've ever said. Anything else has been fabricated or taken out of context. Yeah, it does seem strange to me because, um, you know, first off, uh, R. Kelly, um, has been out here, uh, raping, uh, and abusing for a quarter of a century now. Uh, destroying many lives, and um, you know, it, it's hard to do the whole unconditional love thing to a person like that. Just like I know he's had, you know, he's had a lot of um, abuse in his life, but that doesn't mean he needs to go out and uh, round up 17, 18 year olds and force them to call him daddy, which is now just icky as hell. Like, if I ever, if I ever were a kid, just, just call me Craig. Just, just, just call me dude. Just call me player. Just like if I hear daddy, I'm just like I'm, I'm cutting that off because R. Kelly just ruined that for everyone. Not, not even not in, in a non-sexual way. I don't want to be called daddy anymore. <laughs> just like if I was ever called daddy before, which was never. Uh, but um, but yeah, he he ruined that. And then Badu got in a spat. With the, the the executive producer of Surviving R. Kelly, uh, you know, Dream Hampton, going back and forth and just uh, about because I think uh, Badu was was uh, somebody was talking about Badu was supposed to uh, was on the on the uh, documentary and she said no and then because didn't want to and then it went back and forth. I'm not one to keep tr- track of Twitter back and forth, so let's just say that that was just unnecessary. Speaking of unnecessary, uh, uh, Taraji P. Henson is almost uh, about to screw up her money uh, because she uh, went on Instagram, Instagram a couple of, well, yesterday, uh, and uh, was looking uh, through uh, Twitter. And uh, seeing that, uh, that uh, what was it? Uh, she was looking for a mute R. Kelly, and she saw that there were a lot of instances of mute R. Kelly, but there wasn't any muting for uh, Harvey Weinstein. 
and well, there was a couple she saw, and um, and she and she did the mm, yeah, she did like like a grandmother mm, on on on, uh, on Insta on her Insta story, and I could tell you right now why there's a uh, mute no mute Harvey Weinstein, and uh, where is that coming from? Oh, oh gee, oh, uh, just checking stuff and um but uh there's a, i can tell you why there's uh, no uh uh me harvey weinstein because unlike the other guy uh nobody is talking about harvey weinstein nor they're trying to pray tra praise him and defend him they just want you know because harvey weinstein kind of ruled Hollywood for a long time and just they don't want and now he's you know been ostracized and just they you know Hollywood want to keep it that way because he he's been raping even longer than R. Kelly so that's the thing about uh you know white people and uh and people get accused of raping like when you get me immediately accused of raping especially uh the 80 the 90 some odd women that he was involved with now that guy he you're not gonna hear from him anymore. Nobody wants to deal with that. So, so that's why nobody's muting Harvey Weinstein because you don't have to because nobody's talking about him because, like he he's trash. Uh so yeah. So Taraji, please, and and of course she said as said on Twitter like I'm not defending R. Kelly because of course you have to say that I'm not trying defending R. Kelly. Well, well, don't well, don't bring dude up. Don't bring dude up and. uh it's all it's all to the good. Oh Jesus. Ah, what time is it? Oh, by the way, it's National Pie Day, so if anybody wanna go to um House of Pies and get me, you know, some, some like a strawberry rhubarb or a Dutch apple or or cheesecake. Nice. I, I, I like the cheesecakes more. I, lo I love going to House of Pies and um and uh, uh eating Trying to see if I could eat all four, like all four slices of the cheesecake that they have, and I and I, and I never do. It's just it's a it's a it's a, uh, it's, a it's a it's a it's a it's a dream. I always had just a dream, just to eat the like the original and then the strawberry and then 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 the 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 amaretto and then close things out with the turtle cheesecakes all in a row, just like. One of these days, I'll, I'll do it, but um, but that's not gonna happen uh, soon because I'm lactose intolerant and just need to take a bunch of uh, the hell lactate. <sighs> of course, I'm fat, so it's just like it's gotta think about that. Just like ooh, you can get fat, and get the diabetes, and everything like that. I'm shocked. I don't have I don't have the diabetes and just. You know, I haven't, you know, cut off my foot and everything like that. Just walking around with no foot like Kunta Kinte. But, um, but it hasn't happened yet. So just like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get healthy now. I'm trying to actually stay home and eat vegetables and just do all that. But, okay. Uh, this is the most, uh, gentrified show on, uh, KPFT. This is the Sour Hour. Now let's I'll see if this old ass computer will play some music. Yeah, once again, I'm trying to see if this can play music. I keep on it's connected. Ah, oh, yeah. This I knew this was gonna have. I'm gonna have trouble with this. But uh, oh, wait a minute. This one at the end. Maybe this will do it. What is? I'm, this this. I, I I can't seem to connect. The uh, the controller. Let's see if I can do it here. And this is, yeah, this is some fun radio. 
You hear that? No. It's... Why can't I get this? Ugh. You know what? Let's just get into the show. Because the, the music ain't ain't mess, uh, going well because uh, the, uh, the, the connecting wire seems to not be properly going into the uh the jack so we got uh some uh some free time to talk to tonight's guest i should have stayed home and just just stayed home and watched family feud and just scratched and just did all that stuff but you know i i have an obligation to talk to people and do this show I don't know if you call it an obligation. It's just a thing I do from time to time. I don't get paid anything for it. I just come on the air and just try to ramble and, and riff on stuff and uh, talk to whoever I can get on the show, which is usually uh, uh, not not a lot of people here in Houston because I try to get a lot of people on the show uh, this evening, and they were all, I don't know, they were all out. They're all doing stuff. Um, but um, this is the Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Canceled, a.k.a. Our Ruby, on um, KPFTHD 2, not 3, 2. I'm uh, Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Professional Elvis Mitchell Stalker. And um, if uh, you want to contact me on the interwebs, on the Twitter and uh, Facebook and all that crap, uh, you can um, get at me at uh, Uncle Crizzle, U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. Uh, if you want to let me know what a sad job I'm doing uh, being a, a radio broadcaster... You can hashtag the Sour Hour, and you can get in my ass about it. Just let me know you care. And um, if you want to listen to this show again, I don't know why, but um, listen to previous episodes. Um, you can uh, go on uh, uh, Mixcloud or um, Apple podcast or google play or stitcher or spotify and don't forget to leave a, a a five star rating if you consider this five star material and um let's see uh yeah on the show today this evening when the hell ever it's cold um uh, he is a uh musician a local musician uh he is a uh, part of the uh well well he's done a lot of stuff and he uh has um is, is the F Land Music Group yep uh so um let me, screw it let me just introduce him it's uh Kadre Armstrong Kadre yeah. G Armstrong sorry um <laughs> it's just Kadre I, I I just put that name in there for K Facebook so <laughs> yeah so Kadre welcome to the Sour Hour sir thank you so much I appreciate it. <laughs> It's my first radio uh, interview in like a long time. Oh, uh, really? What was yeah. the last one? In 2010 with the with Zen, and it was oh, oh. in this very building. So, yeah. I Peter Zen. Yeah, just uh, gone to. Yep, gone to. Uh, just a, br a brief life cut short, sadly. Um, but uh, before uh, we uh, talk about your uh, music and everything, yeah. Um, I. I saw that uh, you know you were on um, what was it uh, on uh, Facebook because mm -hmm. you were talking about uh, you know the whole mute R Kelly thing and that whole deal. Yeah, and uh, but I got a you, personal stake in that. So. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, yeah, do you want to talk about that? Um, there was a there was a there was an event that he was supposed to have, uh, showed up for here in Houston. It was like one, during one of the All Star weekends. And uh, it was actually my brother-in-law who was uh, who was supposed to have played for him. So he ended. So so R. Kelly 
ended up not showing up to the gig. And, you know, come to find out that he was hanging out at a club somewhere else in town. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, and supposedly the promoter of the of the, of the gig, like he had spent all his money, you know, getting the gig together and, you know, just making sure that all the business was handled. You know, supposedly people had paid, you know, like a huge price for tickets to see R. Kelly perform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so because of just because his just because R. Kelly's uh, actions had some type of impact on my family, I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, really? And, and yeah, when did this happen? Uh, this happened somewhere around I want to say 2008, somewhere around there. So yeah, it was a it was it was a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, okay. Because you don't, you, you don't mess with family. <laughs> yeah, you don't mess with family. Yeah. Well, so I wanted to uh, talk to y- you about, um, okay, R. Kelly, but you also said uh, that we shouldn't be muting uh, Chris Brown. Yeah, I think... Uh... I mean, even though he does have his issues and everything, like as far as like from 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 what from what I've seen, it does seem like he has made efforts to, you know, to change his life and all. Especially since his daughter Royalty was born. So, haven't seen him like getting into a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of trouble like since then. Even though you know, these past couple of days, you know, he's been, you know, they they detained him in Paris. You know, on some, uh, I guess it's like a trumped up rate charge, but I don't know, you know, so. But, um, but you, you, you haven't seen him do, get in a lot of trouble? No. Dude. Not, not, not as, not as much as, as he used to. As, well, yeah, but I mean, just like he's had a, had quite a long history, uh, you know, quite a history of alleged assault oh, yeah. with uh with women and men. Yeah. Uh and and also just uh just a general in, in my in my opinion a general air of dickishness. Mm-hmm. Cuz uh he um you know cuz I mean there was that time when uh, uh I don't know if you know the Sydney K. Lani uh she uh yeah. but she uh, I believe it, uh, had a suicide attempt. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And uh, he went on Instagram, and, and as she, you know, was 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 detailing her ordeal on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, she uh, was talk, you know, you know, just saying just like how she was just stunning. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, why, dude? Why would you say that mm-hmm. about somebody who almost took her own life and yeah. everything? So that okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't, uh, I didn't know anything about that. So, so yeah. But I I want I I want everybody to uh, you know to to do good and you know learn whatever lessons they need to learn from from uh, experiences and all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so uh, tell people about yourself. Okay, so I am an artist. I'm a musician. So um, I am a I'm a great supporter of Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Michael Jackson, um, you know Steven Tyler, um, just just a lot of different people, um, and uh, I also write and produce my own music. Um, I have collaborations uh, here and there, you know, and uh, so yeah. So uh, I also have a band. It's called the the Southern NSS. And we perform like you know at at various spots around town. So we don't have anything scheduled uh, for this year just yet. We're working on it. So yeah, and uh, I've also I'm also uh, preparing a, a new song that's about to drop within a matter of weeks. Uh, it's a song that that uh, that I collaborated with uh, Michelle Thibault, uh my boy Derek For Real, mm-hmm. um, my god brother LRJ. Um, my boy Ariel Prater, he helped out with uh, backgrounds, and my boy Nahuma Beats co-produced the track with me and everything. It's called Superstar, 
So it's going to be, that'll be dropping like pretty soon. So, so yeah. So yeah. And, um, what got you into doing the music thing? Um, that is a broad question. Um, I can say it's, it's 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 been it's been in my family. My aunt she used to she used to sing backgrounds uh for I think like different artists and all. Um, Do you know any of those artists? No, I don't. And um and my my father, he owns a music store. Yeah. So yeah, like he mainly deals with uh band and instrument uh repairs and all. And um uh, but uh I mean I I guess it's just uh it's, it's more so like just just like a purpose you know a vision from from god that's the that's the best description that i could that i can give like so yeah and well just uh well just what what got you into uh the uh the uh prince up session <laughs> that you know what i've uh i pretty much i pretty much uh bring it down to this is uh my brother used to, my brother would have some of the Prince records, you know, and the Mars Day and the Time records. And so, but at the time, I didn't know that that was, that that was Prince, like, on all those records. So, like, when I, uh, when I started getting more into Prince's music, uh, that's when I found out that, you know, about all the other works that he, you know, that he was doing and all, like, you know, with Vanity Six and everything. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have any uh, favorite uh, Prince compositions? That's so many. <laughs> well, list them all. So many, so many. I can. I'll say this by a thin margin. My favorite Prince album is "Sign of the Times." Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the one that uh, the song that actually uh, inspired me to really pick up a guitar and play and try to play it is "Purple Rain." Purple Rain. What what yeah. made what made uh, Purple Rain uh, such a in a instant influence on you? Uh, my mom when the when the film came out, my mom took me to see it, and I've you know I've I've always been moved like you know with music and everything, um, and especially like if it's you know if it's if it's accompanying a film and all. So the film helped to uh, to really uh, you know give a better idea of what each song was about, you know, telling the story and everything, especially since that uh, film was actually a uh, semi-biographical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just, well, guess gotta, I mean, just, I've listened to some of your stuff earlier yeah. and there is a lot of uh, Prince influence on that stuff. I mean, that's, and also I get, get a sense of uh, just, almost it's like if you if you wanted like if you wanted to be one of those uh those prince acolytes you know just the uh mm -hmm. one of the many artists that he produced sometimes mm -hmm. recorded the whole music uh music on and produced it like uh with the time and Sheila E and the family and all these different people yeah so just i mean do you go into making music like that um, there are times that I, that, uh, that I would, you know, I'd like to do that, you know, um, but also like if an artist can actually play an instrument and they have an idea as to what they want with whatever song that also helps out too. So it becomes more of a collaborative effort. Yeah. So, yeah. And who have you collaborated with? I've collaborated with my, uh, with my god brother, LRJ. Uh, he and I we produced his uh, his first album, Not of This World, and he he used to co-host up here at uh, KPFT back in the day too uh, during the Damage Control album. Oh, really? That yeah. that still comes on, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've also collaborated with uh, with my boy Aunt Boogie. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you you remember him from uh, you know from High Volume Music? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I, I was I was a member of uh, of his band, Collective Hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was known as the Funky Negro. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, why did you uh, 
like what what happened with the collective hallucination because it was a band. I don't yeah. know if Anthony's still doing it as a band, but just yeah, he he still does. Yeah. But uh, what made you? Uh, I mean, are you still recording, or you just moved on from doing that? Um, now me and him, we still collaborate from time to time. As a matter of fact, I would do I I do shows at his uh at his venue at High Volume Music Live. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was pretty much uh you know. Like, uh, I, there's no time for me to move on from it and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you see you've been doing your, uh, dropping your stuff on SoundCloud. Um, yeah. What is, uh, what's some of uh, your favorite tracks uh, that you, you I mean, have you gotten any uh, response, uh, feedback from your music from people? The one that's, that's gotten the most, the biggest response is uh, put your hands up, let it go, let it flow. Yeah. And uh, and actually, uh, last year, uh, it was uh, the 10th anniversary of it actually being released onto iTunes. So, yeah. Really? Just uh... 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and there's also uh, other songs that have, uh, you know, that have made some noise. Like, uh, it's a... Uh, it was another song that uh, Michelle Thibault and I and uh, and Dennis Cisneros we uh, collaborated on. It's called "Dancing Into the Sun," and uh, we also did a short film based around that song too. Um, "Digital Man," which is another uh, collaboration with myself and uh, and LRJ. Um, Shorty, Shorty has been uh, you know has been played like quite a bit too. So yeah. All right, well, uh, let's let's play some stuff from your SoundCloud collection. Is there any uh, songs that uh, you're a big fan of that you would like people to hear from there? Um, You know what? We're going to start off with the obvious choice. Put your hands up, let it go, let it flow. Actually, no. Um, No, we're going to play Digital Man. Digital Man. Digital Man, because, yeah, Zen... Zen also uh, would play that that song too. It was uh, added to his to his playlist. So, uh, well, uh, let me see if I can track it down here on the yeah. uh, on my SoundCloud app. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait a minute. There, there are a lot of. Uh, oh yeah, we'll see here. Let's yeah. track. Uh, it's a lot of them on it. <laughs> there's a lot of things that have man oh, on it. But, uh, okay, yeah. Here's Digital Man. Yes. Let's see if we can get that going. So those of you who are listening at home, uh, listen on a loud system. Yeah. Because uh, we, yeah, it's about to, it's about to go down. <laughs> All right, Did, uh, Kadre, digital man. Yeah. Uh, this is a sour.
holler grand. See through dress, she programmed. She want me to quantize, so I ask to plug in a flash drive. Cold with my lightsaber, Jedi Knight. Feel with the light, build me a chick like Kelly LeBron. In a mini dress with a tube and tie. Call me crazy, I know that. Click and drag, chase the cat. Rolling in the futuristic time machine. Me young queen, and look at me, but I'm so clean. Now I'm trying to X-ray them jeans. Chronometrophobia, I gotta hurry. That's yeah, it. that was uh, Digital Man from uh, Cadre. Yep. And, um, yeah, what, well, I mean, do you, you want to talk about what made you uh, get into doing that song, Digital Man? Um, let's see. Well, I was watching a whole bunch of uh, films like with breakdancing and pop locking and everything. And I was also, mm-hmm. uh, I was also going to this, uh, this, this uh, gathering. Like they used to have it at uh at this church on Thursdays and it was a whole bunch of B boys and, and B girls, you know, uh you know, break dancing and pop lock and all that. So I wanted to get that type of vibe with that with that particular song. Um and of course, you know, I was listening to Prince <laughs> a lot. So um but yeah, um and, you know, just the just to capture that that whole that whole feeling with that uh with that particular song and um my boy kareem Korshi uh helped produce that one with me so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> do, you, do you have a favorite break dancing movie um i would say i would say beat street of course yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um and then you know just going down the line after beat street um it's uh of course the the breaking films um battle of the year <laughs> with Chris Brown, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you got served. You guys, are, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, I saw. Yeah, I saw. I actually, reviewed Battle of the Year. That was a that was a weird movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's not even in the the the, the final battle. I don't know he had to. I yeah. guess he had to. Like he was doing something, and they like rode him out. You know, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, and um. I mean, can you break dance? Uh, I have not tried in a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, I break out with a moonwalk every once in a while, but yeah. you know, as far as like backspins and all that, uh, n- no, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, do, you, do you find that? Because uh, I do, I do get this uh, very retro vibe from you. Yeah, and. Uh, now, just uh, not just the Prince sound, but of course, you know, uh, you know the uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and stuff he did. Like a lot of the, um, <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, back yeah. even the the stuff Jesse Johnson produced, like for himself or for other artists, mm-hmm. like Tomorrow in the Scene. I don't know if you know, know that group. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and not yeah. just that, but um, we've had we've actually played that uh, played that song before for uh, for uh, one of the Prince celebrations. 
that we that we take part in. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um but uh just also I get uh you know the the the, the solar records uh, taboo vibe, you know, and mm-hmm. LA and Babyface were uh, part of the deal and stuff. The Babyface was part of the deal. Yeah. And so I mean, do you find that to be a uh a a very uh easy time? For music, for you to get inspiration from, just oh yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. That's what like with the late eighties and and the uh, nineties vibe with uh-huh. the R and B and pop and all that, definitely, yeah. Uh, Babyface is definitely an influence on me, uh-huh. yeah. Just uh, you know, by default, really, because uh, I have some of his albums too, yeah, and uh, a lot of the you know a lot of the artists that he produced as well, especially like the uh, Tevin Campbell. Yeah, uh, I'm ready album. Yeah, that's yeah that, that album is classic. <laughs> Actually, well, I'm kind of like more. Yeah, that's like uh, his uh, his first one was it uh, Tevin? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. That, yeah, that's some stuff. Was Al, Al B. Shore produced on that? Stuff? Yep, and Prince produced on that one too. Oh well, yeah, he. I mean, he was on originally uh, the like uh, Graffiti Bridge and everything, and that's where yeah. that all began for him. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. And, and also, you know, uh, got me thinking. Like Tevin Campbell, also worked with uh, Quincy Jones. Oh yeah, definitely the uh, the maestro. He's another one that's uh, that's had a great influence on me. You know, just by way of uh, of, uh, of the you know of the, of the Michael Jackson albums, Off the Wall, um, Thriller, and and Bad, and also uh, the uh, the Back on the Block album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a. Uh, that's still that's still one of my uh, favorite jazz pop albums ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean that that album was more of him uh, trying to um, marry uh, you know black music. Well, mm-hmm. his music trying to uh, weave in rap with jazz and yep. black music because like I mean he had collaboration with Miles Davis and yep. Ice T and Cool Mo D and all them. Yeah. I'm more of a, you know, I'm I'm a fan of Quincy Jones, but I'm like I'm always uh, dipping back into his uh, '70s stuff. Yeah, yeah, just uh, you know his his solo albums like yeah. Body Heat and uh, Mac Water Jack, and uh, do you know those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with those titles. Yeah, yeah, just. Yeah. And uh, by the way, have you seen the documentary on Netflix about him? I saw it. Yeah. Yep. It's uh it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it is. It's yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. documentary but one thing that i noticed is that um uh, for the documentary when he talked about michael jackson they have to re-record the music mm-hmm. so i'm 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 guessing that you know the estate didn't uh you know didn't let him uh license the music and all that uh, i mean i don't know but it was still a wonderful documentary though you know just uh you know talking about history and everything yeah yeah and uh is there uh another track uh on your SoundCloud that is uh Quincy Jones reminiscent that we could play? Um, let's see. That uh I'll say not per se Quincy Jones reminiscent, but um I guess more like a like a music soul child kind of influence on it um with a little bit of norman brown yeah uh put your hands up let it go let it flow (laughs) okay uh... this 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 is the this is the one that whenever i see something about made an album sale i'm like yeah it's got to be that song (laughs) and a lot of times it is that song and i'm very thankful for that too Okay, well, let's play Put Your Hands Up right here on the Sour Hour. Let's, let's see if we can do this. Working 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was uh, put your hands up. Yep. Let it flow. Do I go? What is? Yeah. Put yeah. your hands up. Let it go. Let it flow. Let it go. Let it flow. Yes. And uh, that's from Cadre, uh, who's yeah. been the guest and who's been telling me all sorts of fun things. Yes. I mean, uh, what what other and, stuff you got uh, planned coming up that people should know about and everything? So I have my, uh, I just uh, launched my my other my second website, flandmusicmg.com. dot com, mm-hmm. and um, what's the first one? Huh? What was the first one? It was Fland Music Group, but uh, you know I let that I let that uh, go away and everything. So this is actually the second one. Um, this is the uh, the new one. Let's just say that it's the new one. Yeah. F- FLandMusicMG.com, and uh, you can also reach me on my social media sites: uh, Instagram at Kadre, K-A-D-R-A-E, uh, Twitter at Fland Music Group, and uh, yeah, Facebook Kadre. <laughs> 
So yeah, and uh, also uh, just going back to uh, to the, to the question about you know people that I've collaborated with. I've also collaborated with my sister and my brother in law, oh. uh, Sheila Moore Piper and and Glenn Piper, and uh, I collaborated with them on their uh, on her on her first album, The Story Told Twice, according to Shishi. So yeah, I helped out with some of the uh, songwriting and uh, some of the background vocals and all, and and um they're also uh, holding a uh, a a video premiere and party for their uh, for their single no fair with a friend remix and it's going to be this friday on the on the 25th so yeah so just go on my facebook page cuz i uh, whatever they posted theirs also posted to mine too okay yeah. so yeah if you want to know where the hell that's going to be at. <laughs> uh, just, Wait a minute. Uh, let me pull it up on the phone right quick. Okay. Dude, we got, we got a minute to go. So okay, we, yeah. We gotta make it. All right. Yeah, so it's going to be... It's going to be on the... Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, yeah, we do have a minute. So, so yeah, so, uh, it, you know what? I'm going to post it up on my, uh, on my Facebook and on my Twitter and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Kadre Armstrong, Kadre... Uh, G Armstrong, thank you for being on the show. Man, thank you for uh, for having me on the show. I had a lot of fun. It's a uh, great reminiscing on a uh, on a whole bunch of things. So yeah. Okay. Well, until whenever. Uh, this is Craig D. Lindsay saying uh, Sarah Huckabee, uh, you, me, and uh, maybe we can go get the cheesecakes at House of Pies. No, you know what? You got to do a presidential. Do a presidential McDonald's Wendy's. Bert, Burger King, all of that. <laughs> okay, we'll try that. All right. All right. <laughs>